I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all that long. Uh, you've been talking to the apes and the giraffes and chimpanzees again, haven't you? Yes, I'm excited! All right, we are live from Penguin City Beer. We have the Fast Freddy Show. Freddy is on social media right now. Hey, that's right. This I, stuff. Yeah, I can't find it on our page. I got, I'll, I got you. Okay, I got you. Get that on on both of my pages, and uh, we'll get ready to roll. Yeah. Hey, we are on the road tonight, and uh, believe it or not, we are here at Penguin City Beer in downtown Youngstown, and what an awesome place! And I don't know if I'm really qualified to talk about beer. I, I, I know this is going to be. Have you a ever had bit, it before? I, I know this is going to be a little bit of a stretch for me to talk about <laughs> beer tonight, but uh, we're, we'll give it a try. I'll see if I could, you know, fumble my way through uh, Fake talking it before about you beer. make it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, chit chat here a little bit about beer today, and, and a lot more too. I think we've got a couple of special guests that are going to be stopping by. And I'll tell you what, I can't say enough nice things about this place. They took an old steel mill. Well, they used to build steel mill equipment in here. They took the mill and they turned it into one of the top uh, brew pubs in, in the Youngstown area. And it is just awesome. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. That's right. Yes. Hey, we're coming to you from beautiful downtown Youngstown. But uh, anyways, um, good to see you. We were off uh, this Monday, but uh, it's definitely good to get back in the uh, get back in the groove. And um, next week we are going to have a major fishing extravaganza. We're getting you ready for the big uh, hunting and fishing show that comes out to the Canfield Expo Center the first weekend in February. And I'm going to have my son Tyler on there. I'm going to have his fishing partner uh, Destin Demarian. Uh, we're working on getting Sammy Capelli, National Walleye Champion. Rick Henniger is going to be here. Uh, Captain John Gribble uh, from uh, uh, DB Charters on Lake Erie is going to be on the show. And we are just going to get everybody all pumped up and all fired up. And as a matter of fact, if you come out to the outdoor show uh, the, the first weekend in February, you'll get a chance to uh, win a fishing charter with yours truly. Nice. So if you want to come out on Lake Erie with me and uh, Captain John and uh, Rick Henniger from Fish and Field See, I grew up with Rick. Like, that that voice and that persona is, <laughs> brings me back to my childhood. Uh, it, it gives me some kind of memories, too. <laughs> but um, anyways. Did you, uh, it, were you fishing the other day, by the way? I yeah, saw, I was. I saw something on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, me and my son Tyler went out to uh, Mosquito Lake yesterday, and it was pretty good. You know, some people say, well, what are you going to do? You know, it's a, it, it's a, a cold January winter morning and it's raining. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to drag a bunch of stuff out on the ice, drill a hole in the ice and sit on the lake and catch fish. That's what we're going to do. So what'd you end up catching? What was uh, your big... We, we had a nice uh, array of a little bit of everything. We had some nice perch. We had some nice crappies. We had some bluegills in there. But Tyler really knocked it out of the park today. He went out to uh, Pimatuming today. And not only did he catch two really nice walleyes, he caught a uh, 38-inch muskie through the ice. No kidding. Now, that's a fish. If you Take a look at that. And that was, if you could hold that up there, that was caught That was caught through the ice with uh, light tackle on uh, Pima Tuming. And muskie are definitely fighting fish. Oh, so yeah. that was hard. To, 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 to land a fish like that with light tackle, is, Through the ice? Yes, that, that that's an amazing feat. And then uh, then he caught a few of these other, you know, then he got a couple of extra walleyes there. 
So uh, it, it was a good day out there on Pima Tuming. The ice is probably going to be going away here pretty soon. Yeah. So please, at this point in time, be very careful. Now, yesterday, and, I, and this could change, but yesterday when we were out on Mosquito, it was like uh, seven and a half inches of ice. And uh, I think it was like that there, too. Here's a, yeah, there's a couple of big walleyes they caught through the ice today, too. So, yeah, the ice, you know, they're biting through the ice. So, um, yeah. if you are a, a fisherman or you're interested in fishing and you're interested in uh, catching big fish or you're looking for some tips or anything, tomorrow, uh, next week, we're going to have some guys down here that really know what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, every time he catches fish, I just feel like he's flexing because he just has such a skill. Fisherman. You know what? No. And, and he's very modest about it. I'm, I'm the one that posted. I'm more like the, the soccer dad or something. The stage dad. My hey, hey, you know, I think he's like, don't put that on there. No, man. People got to see that stuff. You know, yeah. because, it, you know, when we were out there, too. I mean, you know, he, he's a fishing machine, but you don't want to brag and you don't want to come off that way. But you know what? He's if you, so good at but it. But if you catch, he could he could catch a fish in a cup of water. Yeah. And he's got some good fishing partners too that are really good. His buddy Nathan Jacoby is awesome. Fish with this other kid Nick. And uh, well, I'll tell you what. There's some of these young guys out there that you know. You think about the the fishing back in the day when it was uh, Babe Winkleman and who were some of those other guys? Uh, Bill Dance and all those old guys. You know, old redneck guys. And but uh, you know. Uh, Bill Dance. Oh, who's the other guy? Babe Winkleman. Uh, you know, all those guys. Those were the big fishing guys back in the day. And, uh, you know, now you're seeing some of these young kids coming up. And that's like they have this um, they have this uh, fishing, uh, this uh, high school fishing league in the Youngstown area. And it started out with like, I think, 10 kids and four boats. And now they have over 125 kids taking part in this that are into bass fishing. Dang, I love and that. some of these guys are getting really good too. So there's going to be some other younger guys that are coming up that are really, you know, and, and you know what the thing is too. And, and like Tyler, you know, he was fortunate enough to have a lot of guys that really knew what they were doing, showing him the ropes and not me. You know, I, I mean, I got him started then he, you know, he, he took off onto another plane, but, uh, you know, and, and he's sharing his knowledge too, but he learns with, with younger people. And that's, that's how you have to learn that stuff. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to pass it on. And, uh, that, that's like, I think one of the things that makes fishing so different, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, we're going to have a good show. And like I say, somebody, uh, if you go out to the fish and field show coming up first weekend of February, you get a chance to win a charter with me. We'll go out to Lake Erie and uh, have a good time. And is there liquor involved in the charter with uh, Captain uh, Freddie? Uh, I, I I don't I don't know what the rules are, but I, I've been known <laughs> I've been known to drink a couple of beers on the boat. Okay, let, let me right. put it to you that way. I don't know if it's legal, legal beers though. I don't know if it's something you're allowed to do. Okay, I'm not quite sure, but uh, I, I have been known to sip a few. Me and Casey Malone went out one day. There's some video of that She's floating a around. Well, she was trying. Okay. She was trying. And I'll tell you, when I went out with them, that was probably one of my worst days of fishing ever. I was tangling up poles and I couldn't catch a fish. And these guys, they, they thought I was like some kind of asshole or something. You know, and they were talking to me like <laughs> first that day, too. Like, you know, I've never yeah, done this yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, Casey, you know, maybe you want to bring somebody that knows what they're doing <laughs> the next time you come out here, you know. 
uh, that that's how that was. Anyways, uh, today we are coming to you from Penguin City Beer here in downtown Youngstown. And right now I am sampling their winter warmer with vanilla. The vanilla winter warmer. Absolutely. And this is really awesome. Now, I'm a fan of craft beers, but I like the stouts a little. You know, I like the – that's one of my favorites, so we'll have to try one of those. Yeah, Richie knows what he's doing. They put a good, together a good beer. Yeah, we're going to find out about what they got going on, how they got started, uh, what are some of his favorites, and uh, where, what the future holds for Penguin City, and a lot of um, a lot of great things. So, so uh, Hoag says that he'd love to be here with you guys, but he's got prison in the morning. Uh, and okay. the woke clan is badass, class act. So. <laughs> Kind words from the hoax. Okay, I'll take that as a, a major compliment. I'll take that as a major compliment. Uh, let's see. Oh, how about this past Saturday? I really got a viral video going right now on the Y103 page. Uh, Saturday, they had a polar bear plunge out at Mosquito Lake to benefit Special Olympics. And I didn't plunge. But now next year, I think I have to just out of guilt. And I'll tell you why. They had this lady out there, Minnie Wolf, 91 years old. First one to take the plunge. The very first one to hit the water, 91 years old, and she's been doing it for 20 years. Wow. And the video of her, my interview with her, and my video uh, of her taking the plunge has just gone viral. It's been, it's just been crazy. Yeah. But uh, so Have you then, ever done like a cold plunge or a cold yes, submission? Yes, submission? I did. I, I did. One of the first radio stunts I ever did back in the 80s. And I, it wasn't for a charity or anything. I just was looking for something crazy to do to get on the news or whatever. And I did. I, I dove into Mosquito Lake off the bridge on the causeway on the coldest day. This might even be like the anniversary of it, right around this time of year. And um, I was going to go in in a wetsuit. And so we had the causeway blocked off in the middle of winter. Imagine this coldest day of winter. We had the causeway blocked off and people lined up both sides of the road to see me go in. So I was just going to go in in a wetsuit, you know? And then uh, my boss, Dominic Barragona says, Oh, you can't go in in, in the wetsuit. He goes, that's kind of lame. <laughs> I said, well, why don't you go in? He goes, well, I'm not doing it. He goes, I'll give you 50 bucks. If you go in, you know, take the wetsuit off and just go in. I said, how about 75? He goes, yes. Then I'm sitting there. I should have went 150. So next thing you know, they lower me into the water on this rope. And I swam from the middle of the channel to the, to the thing faster than you could even imagine. I think I ran across the water. I think that's how fast I got out. But afterwards, I got really sick afterwards. I was sick for about two weeks. We drank a lot of ouzo afterwards. To you know, Gary Z, my my uh, radio partner at the time, was there, and you know, we had I think a mobile home, and we had some ouzo in there. And I can remember us drinking ouzo, and I just remember I got sick as a dog for two weeks. Now, some people say that you can't get sick by by falling in, but so I don't what, know. what does your body do when you hit water that cold? This is like punch yeah. you like, yeah. what's it, it feel you know, like? It's just, it, it's just a weird, uh. weird feeling, weird feeling all the way around. So, uh, yeah, so that I, I did that years ago, but then here I am It's 16 degrees. Right. And I'm ready to start bitching that I'm taking these pictures without a glove on my hand and I'm ready to start bitching about, boy, my hand, I'm freezing my hand <laughs> and I'm standing there and I'm talking to a 91 year old lady in a swimsuit, getting ready to dive in. So maybe next year, 
if I think my health is up to it, I think I'm going to have to go in just out of shame. Just out of shame. Well, I, I will cover it. I will bring the camera out. We'll make sure we get good footage of it. So, yeah, that, that was the thing. So she her name is Minnie Wolf, and you can find that on the Y103 Facebook page. But, uh, boy, it was something, man. It was really something. Now I have a whole new outlook on, on, the, on the weather, too. Like, you know, I usually have 14 jackets on and stuff, and I bundle up. I don't like to be cold. I'll go out in the cold. I'll go ice fishing and stuff, but I like to look like an Eskimo. So now, though, like for two or three days after she dove in, I was only like wearing a light jacket. I would get out of the car in just a sweatshirt and walk into the house because I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, okay, I feel like a real wuss after seeing this 91-year-old woman dive in the water and I'm going to complain that it's cold. So uh, she showed you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just me, man. Not just me. So they, they like cut out a square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire department's out there, and okay. you know, they, well, they have medics there, and uh, you know, in their wetsuits and stuff like that. You know, in case if something happens to somebody, you know, because they got to stand in the water the whole time Heck and yeah. escort people. You know, if somebody goes down or whatever, you know, so we'll have that. Uh, so on on Friday, I'm doing a, a cryo treatment where they walk you into a nitrogen tank uh -huh. and they do like negative temperature like gas around your body so okay what's this what's this do there, there's supposed to be health benefits to oh, like okay. shocking your body with cold oh, stuff okay. so had had you gone in the ice bath it would have been good for your immune system and and whatnot well this woman is 91 years old and she's been doing it for 20 years and has spry and, and has it. it together more than anybody so but maybe she doesn't have it together. She did go jump in the water at that. That's true. But you know what? Me being a daredevil over all the years and doing all these different challenges, then I did feel like a wuss. I was kind of like, why ain't I jumping in here? You if know? you if you take all the stunts that you pulled over the years and yeah. put it on a sheet, like yeah. you've got courage, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've done a few. I was buried alive in a block of ice, frozen alive in a block of ice for three days. See, you've done it. And it was real. It was real. Yes. Uh, I wrestled a bear one time. They used to have um, Caesar the Italian bear, and he would go to all the Italian festivals. And I, I this is when I first started out too. I wrestled Caesar the Italian bear in downtown Warren. <laughs> well, I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> Little did I know that I am also allergic to bears. Bears? Who would have <laughs> yes. thought? So I'm out there. And I'm giving it all I got. I'm wrestling a bear. I'm riding him like a horse. And he's throwing me around. And he's hitting me in the head. And I'm like dancing with him and everything. The minute I got done, my eyes swelled shut. I couldn't breathe. And I had to be carried away. Because I was so allergic to bears. And who knew? Who knew? Who would have thought like <laughs> asthma asphyxiation would be the reason you went down for the cap? <laughs> right, right. Because he was allergic to air. <laughs> but that 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 was a funny one, and you know, just the, the different bets on the Browns over the years and things like that. You know, but uh, <coughs> whoa, <coughs> yeah, here you go. I need to jump in the water. <laughs> a little too warm out there tonight. I was saying, yeah, I'd, I'd usually do those polar bear plunges, but I only do it El Naturel, you know? El Naturel is the only way to do it. If they're going to hamper me and not let me do it the way I like to do it, then I'm Screw sorry. Them. Yeah, right, right. So you're not going to get me. It's either I, I go out there in the buff and do it or I'm not showing up. That's right. You know, 
if you can't respect me for that, then I, I really don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Anyways, coming uh, this, uh, this evening, we are down here at Penguin City Brewery. We're going to be here for a while, probably about an hour or so. So if you're out and about, man, why don't you come on down? Check this place out if you've never seen it. Hey, Killjoy. Hey, Gary. Killjoy. Down the right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to get a guest on here. I, I see a, a, a good friend of mine is over here in the audience, and uh, we're going to drag him on stage. And uh, I'm sure he has something interesting to say. And uh, then in a little bit, we'll be talking to uh, Aspasia and Richie, the owners. All right. Too bad Viking Jim isn't here right now because we have a, a special guest here this afternoon. The one and only Dr. Damian Killjoy. Now, you might remember Dr. Killjoy here from the days of the uh, Homegrown Show with Viking Jim. Yes, that and, is correct. And uh, yes, you are. And I'll tell you, uh, Damian, you have, you, you know, you guys had one of the best local music shows on, on the air. You, you guys you really much. did. Thank you very much. We enjoyed, you know, bringing the, um, bringing the uh, historical. Uh, punk rock sounds of Youngstown and underground indie sounds of Youngstown to the to the masses. It was a fun little Sunday night gig. We really, and we exposed um, a lot of people to a lot of new artists too, new new local and regional artists as well, and a lot of experimental music as well that kind of went outside of the, I want to say like conventional rock, you know. Right, idiot, right. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, some of the bands that you guys were promoting are still around out there, like, you know, Turbo Lovers, oh, and yeah, Apocalyptic yeah. Lovers, and uh, there's yeah. so many of those bands. Yeah. Autograph, I think, is still out there playing somewhere, and, uh, yeah. you know, so why don't you tell us about that scene that, that you came from here in Youngstown. Now, what, you were Cedars, Naya Bingy, Cedars, Penguin Naya Peg, Bingy, that whole, like, that whole, like, kind of that whole garage punk scene, noise rock scene. It was really what kind of got me into that whole scene was a uh, was a label out of uh, the Midwest. And you might be familiar with some of those bands, uh, Amphetamine Reptile Records, Boys Amphetamine Reptile uh -huh. Records. Um, th there was a lot of really great bands on that label. Like Unsane was probably the biggest band on that label. Helmet was the biggest right, band right. on that label. Uh, Helios Creed. Chrome, uh, King Snake Roost, all the way up from Australia. They they recorded with Butch Vig at Smart, uh -huh. right around right, right before like Nirvana and like yeah. Smashing Pumpkins were recording yeah. uh, their albums over at Smart. I think they used like the same drum. If I'm not mistaken, they probably used like the same drum kit that they used. I think that they used on Smashing Pumpkins used on Gish. Don't quote me on that. Right, but, right, like, right. Now, what are some of your favorite memories of, say, the Cedars? Let's start with the Cedars, and maybe we'll hit Naya Bingy, oh, Penguin man, like, Pub, like the Cedars. First, what are some of your favorite memories from there? When I first walked into Cedars, I didn't think I would, you know, I, I, I was, like, intimidated, man. There was, like, so many cool people there, like, all, all these old school, like, new wavers and punks, you know, like, rockabilly folk and stuff, yeah. like, and artists, you know, it, it was a... But, like, I was intimidated at first. I didn't think I was cool enough for the scene, but then I... <laughs> I kind of adapted yeah, to it, you right, know, right. it was, it was, uh, it, it was my mom, you know, who just passed away a few months ago. Oh, Wonderful lady, it, man. She, yeah, that's tough, man. She, she opened me up to a lot of that stuff. Oh, really? A lot of the local arts and stuff. Oh, she that's very cool. She was the one cool. who told me about Cedars and that it was a great place to hang out. 
But what I liked about Cedars was it wasn't just it wasn't just a rock and roll club. It wasn't just a punk rock club. It was a place for artists. You know, it was a place for artists. It was a place for artists and musicians to hang out and hear ideas. It was kind of a safe haven. They had art shows there. They had art shows like in the basement. Right. right? I, rem- I remember. I think there was like, we're, we're talking about the old Cedars. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there was like, there was an old like wood floor inside there. I know there was a hole by the bar. <laughs> and I remember I like crouching down on the ground of the hole by the bar and sticking my eyeball like right in that hole. And you could see right in that <laughs> old gallery space in the basement. But now, they, that would be a picture to put in the gallery of your eyeball looking through the hole. Yeah, you if, should have had somebody take a picture if, of it and throw it on the wall. If there's some way I could recreate that photo, I would <laughs> do it. But um, I know I understand they're building something completely new in there right now, uh-huh. like apartments or something. Yeah. Now, uh, now, who were some of the bands that you liked back then? Who were some of the bands? Were there some bands that you followed or were you just wide open or there's a couple that you... It's some shows that particularly stand out in your mind or so certain bands? Some bands that kind of like, uh, that, that kind of stood out in my mind. I mean, I remember, I mean, one of the first shows I went there, I mean, was, was an eight balls reunion and it just kind of snowballed from there. And, yeah. you know, like I, uh, I saw bands like, uh, black mountain all the way from, uh, Canada. They were like weird psych rock band from Canada. I saw a band, really good band, kind of an X-ray specs-esque band called uh, Anchors for Architects. Okay. They're real, like, angular post-punk with, they had a violinist, too. <laughs> okay. They, they, they remind me of that band uh, a little bit like the Raincoats. Yeah. Okay. That was one of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands, actually. But, a lot, like, a lot of stuff, too. Like, I, I mean, they were, like... The best stuff was like the stuff I missed. Like, you know, I, I wish I would have saw like one of my favorite local bands from back in the day was Sister Ray. Oh, Sister Ray, they were great. I still have one of their albums laying around somewhere. Oh, I have a few. Yeah, have a, no way yeah. to express and uh, no way to express and uh, to spite my face. One from ninety. That was from nineteen ninety. They did that one where they did that really awesome cover of uh, Pink Floyd, Take take Thy Stethoscope. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. I I haven't heard that one. Send you a link to that. Um, But, yeah, they were on Sub Pop. They were were on Sub Pop in the the late 80s. Um, B Miners were another band, too. Oh, B Miners, definitely. Donnie Yellick, that guy's like. That guy's like God, <laughs> like the dr- king of the drum throne. I mean, got to play with the psychedelic furs. Yeah, that psychedelic furs connection at Cedars. Oh you yeah, know, that was another thing that kind of drew me in. You know, so yeah, it was a vibrant scene. You know, it really was. Oh yeah, it really was. It really was. And so many bands that have went through there. Yeah, I like the Eight Balls and Rainbow Tribe. I used to like the Rainbow Tribe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there, I, you know, now when I got to try to think of them, then I, I draw a blank, you know. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, you I, know, I, but the, the history of the Cedars too. I mean, you know, like like my my age and everybody talks about the Tomorrow Club, but the Cedars have had their yeah. share of like national acts on the way up. You know, I know the Goo Goo Dolls played there, played there. Urge, Urge Overkill, of course, Steve Bader's played there with oh, the, yeah. the Dead Boys, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, 
That is Stiv, man. What a what a character he was, man. There's another really good band out of uh, Cleveland. A lot of bit, really great bands out of Cleveland that play there. The Easter Monkeys. They play there. They were they were a phenomenal punk band. It was they had members of like the Electric Eels. Uh huh. Oh, Electric band, Eels. I Electric remember Electric Eels. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of that kind of gave birth to the whole like Harubu. Well, Rocket from the Tombs was the band that gave birth to the Harubu. Right, right. Yeah, they, they had that big scene going in Cleveland, too, at that time. Oh, you know, massive, that was just awesome massive, back in the day, you know? Yeah, and there's still a lot. It, the Youngstown scene's still vibrant, you know? Like, uh, I got to give a shout-out to Nathan Offerdahl over at uh, Westside Bowl. Man. Oh, you he's, really do. You really do. great things. If you want to deep dive into some, like, really awesome, like, good touring, like, underground bands and and even local music as well, I mean – Westside Bowls definitely the definitely the spot right now. And Cedars still uh, hosts. Yeah, I missed out Thanksgiving. I wanted to get down there to see the eight balls, and I got tied up with Sonny for a while over ah. the Dash Inn. I, you know, and I was going to head down, and yeah. and then I forget what happened. I, I was really bummed that I missed it because I got to uh, see them. Uh, I, I I got to go to the uh, Christmas gig. Uh huh. They, they, it was pretty good. It, they're, they're still on top of their game. I mean, there's they still. <laughs> They still play. They still play like they always played. I mean, Timmy's a legend, man. Yeah, Timmy. Timmy we go back to. Place. Well, we both went to Wilson High School, and uh, I went to Wilson. And he, you went to Wilson too. Mom, my mom did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Where'd your mom live? Um, she lived on uh, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, she was the Wilson girl. Oh, okay. She graduated in '73. Uh, Oh, a couple years uh, before me. Not too many. I graduated in 75. Yeah. So you're saying I'm old enough to be your dad? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> in, a, in a roundabout way. In a roundabout way. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, where, where were we going before that? Uh, oh, Cedars, oh yeah. Timber. Tim, Timber. Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he used to work at uh, Underdog with Sonny. Underdog right. Records used to be a place where, you know, that was like Youngstown's main a uh, place to buy vinyl, you know, it was the Age independent said. record store. And of course it was a head shop as well, you know, when it was on South Avenue. Yeah. 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 Next to J and J gardens. Right. Yes. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a massage parlor by there and, uh, and best driving school. I think that's where I took yes. my driver's lessons Me too. from best driving school on Me uh, too. South Avenue extension. There's so much nostalgia over there. Yeah. Especially consolidated like the and then, nostalgia. You know, I think yeah. there was a hair place there too. Yeah. Is that yeah. a hair place or the massage? Yeah. I got to get sunny on the show here one day. Yeah, you really I, I, do. I've been, really? I've been, I've been working on it and then, Sometimes when I schedule the people to be on the show, I'm not sure if I'm going to be here, you know, so it's been a little difficult, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, this other guy that used to work there also went to Wilson at, um, at, uh, at underdog records back in the day with Tim. And the one day years ago, I ended up in the hospital oh. and when you know it, the guy, his, well, his name's Chris Nasky and he, he was a male nurse when I was in the hospital. And really? I'm like, I'm going, man, if times change, this is the guy that was selling rolling papers and those plastic power and hitters. Squeeze, and it's the nurse. And I'm just kind of like, okay, is this a, you know. The small world of healthcare. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I know. It's just, it's amazing what you, uh, when you're laying in bed 
and what you wake up to. <laughs> now, how about, were you old enough for Penguin Pub? Were you a Penguin Pubber? No, I wasn't. I, I, I'm just a little shy of that okay. scene. I'm just a little shy of that scene. Now, that's the scene I wish I experienced because, like, half of my, like, record collection played there. I mean, yeah, like, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to think there. Yeah, maybe uh, Swan's uh, Project, Mud Honey played there. Yeah, um, um, oh, Walking Clampets, right? Walking Clampets. I I did a I did a uh, really cool piece on Walking Clampets for the Youngstown Pulse. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's Luxembourg's brother. Uh huh. So give us a little history of uh, that band, Walking Clampets. Yeah. They're, they're really, really cool, like surf rock band from Cleveland. Mostly they they do mostly covers, surf rock instrumentals. Uh, Mike Perkheiser, that's his name. He, yeah. he plays in that band. I think he does like, I don't know if he's, I'm not, I'm not on social media anymore. So yeah. I don't know what his current whereabouts are, but I, I, one time I was talking to him, he was, he was doing a lot of like Beatles cover band. Uh huh. I forget what Beatles cover band he was in, but that's Lux Interior's brother from France. Wow. I didn't know that. So you got that rockabilly influence. Yeah. They were more like, they're more like kind of Dick Dale and the Deltones. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I'll tell you, they get a, the Cramps get a lot of airplay on Little Stevens Underground Garage. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. A, they're we, a darling on that show. We were, we were on like right, right before Little Steven. You know, yeah, it, right. It, it was right. kind of like or or the Blues Show. I'm trying to remember, but I think we were on before Little Steven at one time. Yeah, and um, it, I think that's that was kind of like a nice segue. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Like he played some of our bands you know like 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 some of our bands you know oh yeah deadbeat poets uh more than Infidels. once deadbeat poets were like the coolest song of the the week or whatever jelly and, bricks and, and, and you frank know. and those guys yeah that's another one yeah jelly bricks yeah. big on little little steven's underground garage um uh i eight balls hey hey i'm surprised that new eight balls record hasn't gotten on that i yet. know i know I, I, I think I told Timmy one time he needs to get that new record. Yeah, yeah that would work real well on there. That it's would funny. fit right in. It's funny, like you mentioned, Little Steven's Underground Garage. Years ago, it's a Best Buy. And, and when Best Buy had decent music, yeah. music, uh, music inventory, and I found a awesome box set. It was called Children of Nuggets Box Set. Oh, I know that one. It was all like <laughs> it was all like the '80s psychedelic revival bands, like the Dream Syndicate, the Cramps were on there, the Godfathers were on there, the Three O'clock were on there, the Bangles were on there, Green on Red, like just that real, like awesome, like '80s underground stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they had in the inside the booklet where all the places you could listen to Steven, Little Steven's Underground Garage. Oh like, wow! Like like from like Madrid, Spain <laughs> to like all the way to like California, right, right, and stuff. It's I I always thought that was so cool. Oh like, yeah, that they would acknowledge that too. Yeah, I always think of that box set. Whenever yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, uh, talk about little Steven and stuff, you know. Yeah, so you're a little younger than. Well, how about Nyabingi? Did you catch yes, anything at Nyabingi? What are some of your what's some a lot of your favorite? Of I probably more of Nyabingi. I mean, uh -huh. like. I, I saw like John Spencer play there, John Spencer Blues Explosion yeah. play there. I saw Urge Overkill play there. Clutch uh, played there. Clutch many times. Yeah, I saw a bunch of 
handful of times. One of my favorite times I saw Clutch was when they played with this really great band, and they're still together, called the Bell Rays. It's like Tina Turner fronting the MC5. Oh, I wow. Mean, to me, that's like <laughs> yeah. rock and roll experience right yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Urge Overkill there. I saw the Frogs there, Uh huh. believe it or not. They were a great, great band, big, popular band. Every alt-rock band in the 90s covered a Frogs yeah. tune. yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about them. Oh, they're might pretty, not be familiar they're with pretty crazy. Like perform, perform, performance art band, and uh, did a lot of like kind of weird, kind of folky kind of stuff. You know, kind of in the vein of like the Happy Flowers from Pittsburgh, real yeah. minimalist kind of stuff. Um, I think one of the there one of the guys actually he ended up playing keyboards with the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh wow! Yeah, later on, yeah. And stuff. So they're they were part of that early Chicago scene with like Poster Children, and the Pumpkins, Urge Overkill, and like uh, like a dozen other bands like Price of Priesthood and Go Swami, all these weird. <laughs> um, so how know, did like, you get into this whole music scene like this? You know, because I mean, your your knowledge on this music, you know, I mean, you're like an encyclopedia on this. How did you get into this whole music scene and and this genre of music that we've been talking you about? You know, it's just like you know, reading about like all these like new wave bands like in the '80s. You know, like it was like a lot of it was from my mom and stuff. Uh -huh. She read a lot. She read a lot. She read everything from like. Vogue and Bizarre magazine always had little music vignettes here and there. And, you know, seeing like MTV 120 minutes. Yeah. And, like, and the whole like growing up with like the whole new wave thing. Right. You know, Echo. And so, who were some of the first bands like in that, the national bands that might be like more, you know, commercial that you got into at the beginning? Uh, my mom was like, you know, like stuff like Echo and the Bunnymen. You know, B 52s yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, it was a you know, big talking heads guy. Oh, yeah, know, talking heads guy. Like, I like some of the stuff too, like in my mom's collection. Like, she was she was big into like Roxy music, uh huh, big Roxy music, Bowie, you know. So, probably like, uh, if you had Sirius XM, the, the the first wave, they call that channel. Yeah, the first I know wave, that channel. I know, know that channel. That, I, that, that, that's what it awesome. sounds like. Yeah. I used to follow that guy a lot. He, uh -huh. yeah, he, he, uh, he plays some good stuff. You yeah, know, like, yeah. You know, stuff like Altered Images, and, you know, like some of that stuff, like Altered Images, um, the Taurus, Eurythmics, mm -hmm. you know, like like Taurus was Annie Lennox. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't you know, know that. I love that record, Reality Effect. It's a, it's a, it's a great like pop record. That was before her and um, Dave uh, Stewart. Dave Stewart. Yeah, yeah, Dave Stewart branched off in Eurythmics. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, talk with my hands on my time. That's okay. So right, right, right. They branched off into the Eurythmics, and that stuff was cool too. My mom was into Eurythmics too as well. So. That, yeah, okay, that yeah, I get huge, that whole that whole first wave vibe first, is where it's what she was uh, into like a lot of that new romantic stuff. So I dove yeah. into that stuff, and <laughs> that's what kind of got me into the more like quote unquote like alternative, right? Yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, new wave. Yeah, I guess you really it's called new wave there at the beginning. And my dad played music too. I can't leave my dad out of the picture too. Uh huh. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that's so that's how you got in, into this whole thing, then you know. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, uh, Killjoy here is is a writer too. Uh, yeah. You you he's uh, you've written tons of articles. You know, one day. I would like to, it's funny that I ran into you here today because one day I'd like to get you and John Gatta and Andy Gray, maybe, and we'll just sit around think, and, and, and swap some really good I stories. I think that is a great idea. I think that's a great idea because I think between all of, all of us, you'd get a, you'd get a show. I mean, you'd get probably a good three, four-hour show. I just oh, ran I, into John Gatta over at uh, Barnes & Noble in yeah, Portland. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. I worked with him at the jam bar at YSU yeah. years and years and years and years ago. And he was the editor and uh, yeah. boy, he did a good job and yeah, great writer, great music fan. I always see him at Bruce Springsteen shows. I, I always, he's a big Bruce Springsteen fan and I always see John at every Bruce Springsteen show I go to. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool that the boss is still playing. Yeah. What is he? 74, 75 yeah. years And I'll old? tell you what, I saw him. Uh, three, three. Uh, I saw three shows on this tour, and I'll tell you what, the guy was. He, I guess, he had some ulcer problems, some stomach problems. He had really? to cancel the tour. He's starting it back up here in April, but um, he had to take some time off. You know, that's the thing, man. These guys are getting old. You know, yeah, touring like life Steven, is hard. Steven Tyler. I, I don't know if that guy's ever going to come back. You know, they. He had some uh, kind of vocal cord injury, and I haven't heard a single thing. You know, usually maybe that throw a a picture of him or hey we're getting back i have not heard a single it's thing amazing of that. how like and you know i was thinking about all that stuff it's amazing how touring life is still hard when those guys like tour in these like luxury like <laughs> buses and, right and, and units and stuff. right like you you would think like it would be the other way around like these you know like the bands i talk about <laughs> mostly these guys just tour in a kind of like rusted out <laughs> yeah uh chevy econo line van you <laughs> right. know, that's two of them the guys falling behind in the station wagon and you got eight people and you got all the gear jammed everything like bungee corded <laughs> on the back and everything yeah. Yeah. and like it, it just the truck the streams pulled me over but you know, you know, like, bruce i'll tell you he the three shows that i saw yeah. he was really he, he looked like it physically he looked like he was in awesome shape and he was still singing really good and the yeah. e street band you know, they, you want to talk about a jam band. The okay. East Street Band, yeah, I'll definitely. tell you what, they do three hours and they do those extended versions, and there isn't a song that they can't play at the drop of a hat. Dude, you know, East Street Band were an interesting band, you know. Like, they had, you know, Clarence Clemens on saxophone. I mean, it, I always, like, admired that guy, you, you know, know the, the big band. man. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I saw his last show ever. Oh, really? It was in Buffalo in 2000, uh, I think, 17. And, it, you know, it, it was just one of those shows. It was a magical night, especially if you were a Bruce fan. It was like the last last gig. It was in November. Okay. It was the last gig on their Working on a Dream tour. Okay. It was Little Steven's birthday. It was coming up on Christmas time, so they did a lot of Christmas songs. And then on top of that, they did Greetings from Asbury Park in its entirety. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I remember the big man, you know, he was, he was, wasn't feeling really good. You know, I mean, he, you could see that the road was taking its toll on him. Yeah. And this, you know, to see him and Bruce walk off the stage hand in hand, I still remember that. And it was just like, that's the last time they ever walked off the stage together. And it was just like, they just, you know, I was like, man, there's two brothers walking off there, arm in arm, and it was like, 
and that was sweet it. seeing something yeah. like that. It's like yeah. that, that's why you got to go to these shows because you, you yeah. know, you never know when it's going to be. Yep. You know what? You hate to be morbid like that. I'll tell you another one. Jimmy Buffett. I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett oh, fan. Cool. I have been from day one, and I have seen him just about everywhere. You know, and I I've seen Jimmy Buffett a million times, and I'll tell you what. When he passed away recently, that just ripped my heart out. Was just like I didn't think he'd be. Oh, I didn't it's think like, he'd be like those guys who would yeah. ever die. It's yeah, like, you know, and it's like then I'm looking at some old videos or pictures and stuff, and I'm looking. And I go, that'll never happen again. No, it'll never happen again. Yeah, you and, could never replicate. And that. that's why you know I'm going to see the Stones. I have never seen the Stones in my entire really? life. Believe it or not, out of as stones. many concerts wow. as I have gone to in my life, I've never seen I'm the Stones. Shocked. But it's almost like this morbid thing here. Because everybody's so old, you don't know if it's going to be their last show. You know, you got that going on in the back of your mind. And I mean, still doing it, you too, know. You know, Stones, like, Paul McCartney's still doing it. Bob Dylan's still doing it. It's just like unbelievable. Yeah, Paul McCartney's still <laughs> doing it. I'm trying to think who else is still, still uh, who. Who's yeah, still Dylan, Dylan's definitely doing it. And, uh, uh, well, you know, all, all these guys now. I mean, if you're if you're like a classic rock band, chances are you're between seventy five. Plus, you know, Ellis Cooper, what's he? You know, he's getting up there. Ellis ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, so a lot of these guys are just, uh, yeah. Is, I think maybe Nick Cash from the, the British punk band 999. Yeah. It's like, he's probably there probably about 75. He, I think oh, yeah. Still, you know, those are some of the guys you see now, place. too from some of these new wave bands that are out there now because now you know even like duran duran yeah yeah i was just listening to his old i have a compilation of birmingham unseen post-punk from Uh 1978 to 81 and his old bands on oh okay yeah yeah. it's crazy yeah and then now you see guys even like that come out you're going Wow, when did those guys turn sixty? I you know, know. I, I like, like I, I can't believe I'm saying to myself. You, know, you almost like, look at them and go, you know, if you, if you see somebody like John you know, Taylor, you know, you see, or if you see like Aerosmith and these guys are in their seventies, then you see somebody that's like sixty, you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, hey, that's a young dude up there. You know? Like Wild Boy, Wild. I always saw Wild Boys was a good song. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah. It's a good Duran Duran song. Yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah, when you start seeing That's some of those people too, from know, the like, MTV era and, and the new wave, and now that they're like, you know, older guys, older gentlemen, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> like the dude from Flock of Seagulls, I think I saw him not too long you, ago. You have? Wow, wow, <laughs> you wow. know, just one of those pictures. I was second out first too. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. guys are still touring. I mean, I, you, you know, like you, I wonder what's their secret. You know, yeah, I, I wonder yeah. What, what, what uh, they, they, they must have some really great personal trainers on that, the you road. Know what, I know the you Stones. know what that's oh, You know, come on, yeah. they, they put one time they put a, um, you know, they, they wired Mick Jagger up. And he moved around and covered more ground than an NBA player in during his show. Really? Yes. You yeah. know. So you know, I mean, you see the way the guy dances. You got to be in top physical shape. And you know, that's He's, another thing. You look at Paul McCartney. You know, all these guys are slim they're and trim. Yeah, they're wiry. Like Paul McCartney, he's a vegan. So you know, and then once you get to that part, I think a lot of these guys realize, okay. 
I got to quit the drinking. I got to quit doing this. If I want to continue on, now it's almost like an athlete that you got to start training for this. But then, of course, when you get to that upper level, you have a personal trainer come in. You have access to probably in your house to the you craziest the gym. You got somebody preparing every meal you make. And if you wake up in the morning, what do you do all day? So you hit the gym, you're riding a bike, you're yeah. doing this and you're doing that. But then again, they're investing in them in, in themselves, you know? You know, yeah, you don't have to worry about like maybe kids or another job. Or <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Like, hey, am I going to get booted off the label, this, that, the yeah. other thing, you know? You get booted off the label, they get you... <laughs> they they get you on another one or they I don't know they 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 find some way to yeah, get you to stay yeah, on they yeah. got all these lawyers yep. and stuff you yep, know yep, yep. eat your yogurt that's it man but that's that's the whole thing it's the physical fitness and the training and stuff that these guys get into hey listen Killjoy I got to get uh, get some more people Thank on you for listen having me on, we're gonna man. do this again we, we and uh, we're gonna pair up I, I I got a couple of other people but I'll tell you what if, if me you Andy Gray and John Gatta could get together I think that would be I mean, you, an you off have the yourself chart a rock show. show yeah I mean you yeah. you, you want to talk about rock stars yes in one room right right so That's let's us. do it, man. I think I think I think we'll make it happen. Yep. My buddy Gary Angelo, also known as awesome, Dr. Damian Killjoy, the man that carried Viking Jim. If it awesome, wasn't man. for this man, awesome, this man. was the man that carried the whole homegrown show awesome. right here. Brother, it's always good yes. to see you. If, if, if between here and now, you know, I know I'll see you at the uh, Slavic Fest downtown Youngstown for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'll be doing the dance yes. around the fire. Uh, All right, man. Thank Gary, you thank you, man. Hey, thanks thank for sharing you. some thank great you. memories, and we're going to do this again. Make sure I get your phone number before you leave. Yes, okay. I will, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. All right, that. so there we go, man. A little uh, stroll down the alternative and new wave scene in Youngstown over the years. The one and only Gary Angelo, a.k.a. Dr. Damien Killjoy, and that guy definitely knows the music. All right, hey, good evening, everybody. Fast Freddy here on our podcast, and today we are coming to you from the Penguin City Beer in downtown Youngstown. And, uh, boy, that was a good stroll down Heck memory lane. Yeah. See, you know, the, the, you know, why I like to talk to Gary is because he's from the next generation or two up. So people that um, were in, in the Cedars and the Nyabingi and New Wave and what was going on, like at the Royal Oaks and all those places, Gary's the guy. And uh, he yeah, is he and so Viking Jim are so connected to the music scene and, are, and, yeah, and yeah. he is so knowledgeable about that yeah, i got sure. a couple of other people i want to do a show with and uh it'll be off the hook it might not be for everybody but you know i mean this is to give you a little look at uh you know like i said the cedars and naya bingy and um although we could go back to the tomorrow club you know? <laughs> i don't have my button <laughs> yeah, that's my okay. button's not here you know, uh, you, know <laughs> you know he was talking about you know uh, some of the early bands that his mom liked and turned him on to. And one of the bands he had mentioned was the uh, Talking Heads. And the Talking Heads were another one of those bands that uh, played at the Tomorrow Club when they were first starting out. The, you know, the, the Ramones, the Talking Heads, Blondie, all those bands from the CBGB, some of their first gigs that they played outside of New York were here in downtown Youngstown. So... But, uh, yeah, like I say, I think people are tired of hearing me talking about the Tomorrow Club and Idora Park and stuff every day. That's why when I when I saw Gary sitting in here, I said, Gary, we got to get you on here because I knew I was trying to coax Viking Jim to come down, too, because once oh. them two would have got started, 
we would have had some good stuff. So, anyways, uh, yeah. we are here. Vikings always fun to talk. <laughs> we are here at uh, Penguin City Beer in downtown Youngstown, a marvelous place. And with me is Aspaja and Richie, the owners. How are you guys? Good, good. It's um, a little warmer today than the last time I saw you outside at the parade. <laughs> right, right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, did we luck out on that Christmas parade or what? Oh, it looked was... like it was going to be the most miserable night, and then yeah. everything just came together at the end, and that was an awesome time. That was nice. That was so fun. That was the first year that I was asked to judge, so I got to see oh. it from up on stage. Oh, okay. Really the whole, I got to tell you, if you've never been to the downtown Youngstown Christmas Parade, you got to put that on your calendar. That is one of the biggest events in Youngstown. And it, you know what? It really shows Youngstown at its best, if you ask me. The yeah. bands, the decorations, all the places all decorated. And uh, it was just a, a great time. And, I, you know, I can't wait for Christmas to roll around. And the lighting of the tree and the weather held out. I mean, it was just a, a perfect night and a perfect way to kick off the holiday season. So, um, Richie, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, Penguin City. For people that aren't familiar with it, uh, I think this is like one of the fastest growing places. I know you guys got a lot of events. How did this whole thing get started? And how did you get into this? And I don't think you have enough time for the long version. What's <laughs> okay. up? How can I condense this? Um, Aspasia and I had an idea. Um, came up with this name, Penguin City Beer, and we just kept rolling from there. And that was about probably six years ago, right? Uh, about three years ago, we acquired this building. Um, Aspasia would drive by this place and say, that's going to be our building. I thought she was delusional like <laughs> how's that gonna happen um, right. it's, that's almost impossible unless yeah i don't even see how it's gonna happen but <laughs> somehow that happened we got rid of all the, the dirt the bird bones and bird feathers that were in here um now this used to be the william pollock company and they used to manufacture steel mill equipment and you know yeah. what's crazy about this because i lived right across the river there and what was crazy about this is most of the modern steel industry that was used to like modernize mills all around the world were built here. It's like it's, we built it here and we sent it out and we didn't build our own things back up. And that was uh, one of the things. But it's crazy on on how much how many products that uh, came out of this place. You know, I've met people who uh, came in here and who worked here. That's always fun. Whether it was, uh, you know, some people, there was a drywall place. Um, before it sat dormant for a while, yeah. I met people from that. I met people who said I operated your cranes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like you guys yeah. kept the crane in here. And I'll tell you, this place looks like this could be in any big city at all. I, you know, you could just see this in New York or Chicago or you know some you know industrial area in Pittsburgh. I mean, this place is really, really nice. Now, how did you get into making beer? When did the bug hit you? Well, I've been. I've been drinking beer for a long time. Me too. <laughs> How about that? that? <laughs> so I I was the person, you know, when we were hitting the Pyatt Street down under, when Penguin Pub before that, and then, you know, Cedars, of course, when it was downtown, all those places. My friends would gladly pick up a, a case of PBR really cheap. And I would, I would like to see, maybe we could find some Anchor, or maybe I could find Great Lakes somewhere, and they always make fun of me. Yeah. Of course, I'd drink anything you put in front right. of me. <laughs> but 
I preferred something a little tastier. But anyways, Beja, you know, said, you know, you spend enough money on beer, maybe we should like look at doing something with beer. And yeah. That's pretty much it. That's then- a short story. Uh, yeah, actually, we had the idea before I knew how to brew beer. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, consulted books on the internet. And oh, so you're like kind of self-taught? Is that... Self-taught. My first, well, I mean, Greg Warmly at the Pump House of Struthers, he like kind of jump-started. Uh-huh. Couple with him. Yeah. I always consult with him. Um, and then just started brewing a lot at home. Yeah, yeah. We brewed some beer with him years and years and years ago. And mine didn't come out too good. Mine tasted like ham for some reason. I don't know what happened. And it tasted like ham, That's but nowadays, nowadays that could be a that could be a oh, product. Man. The way you have so many different beers these days, the ham beer. So there, there's a thing where if you're not actually going to distribute it and you don't have to name it and describe it before it's in a can <laughs> or a bottle, yeah, then you can call it whatever you want based on how it tastes. So if it comes out like <laughs> ham flavor, yeah, that's what hey, it is. This is my ham beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so see yeah, how they have, do that. There's a luxury there. Now you were mentioning the uh, Pyatt Street and Cedars and oh, yeah. and uh, Penguin Pub. You, we should have had you up here uh, with Gary a little bit ago because uh, oh. Gary is uh, uh, Youngstown rock history oh, buff. Man, had he knows many many conversations about all kinds of music. You know, like on, in, even outside of the Youngstown stuff, a right. lot of the, the indie stuff that both got into. Yeah, he's he's an encyclopedia of that. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a good one to talk about, the Pyatt Street Down Under. Oh, what yeah. were some of your favorite bands and stuff at the Pyatt? Oh, at Pyatt? Oh, man. I'd see Father. There's a band called Father. Ezra was in that band. My friend Steve Gardner, who plays drums now for Rebreather. Uh, who else would I see there? I would I would see those bands at Cedars. Yeah. I don't think I I would see those at Cedars. Hyatt was a little different. Um, there was the Denny Mac trio, rest in peace. Um, yeah, there were things like that. I, I saw him. Oh man, I remember one show the Denny Mac trio played, and um, if you remember it, there's a pretty long walk from the stage to the restrooms. It yeah. felt like it took an hour. Yeah, it was kind of a, a shotgun building, and uh, I see a trail of blood all the way from the stage. To the bathroom, and, I, and I'm in there, and I see Danny, and his whole head and face is bleeding. He smashed a bottle over his head on stage, and it didn't go so well. Uh, oh, one of those things that probably didn't smash yeah. well enough. <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s. Yeah. How about the Cedars? What are some of your memories of the Cedars? You hit a lot of Cedars bands. I bartended and I booked bands. So Gary would come in and write yeah. and yeah. that's how we met. Yeah. And then I was actually on Fight Gym, the homegrown show. I was on Fight Gym. I was just over events. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. Figure Ground. Remember Figure Ground? Yes. Yeah. One of their big songs that they would do, they combined songs. They did. Um, Death of a Disco Dancer by the Smiths and um, the Beatles song. I can't remember the other one, but they combined those two and it worked. Really That's well. what they're doing those mashups. Yeah, they did, way before. they did a mashup, a live mashup. <laughs> yeah. Way before Kid Rock did uh, right. All Summer Long or whatever. Wow. 
Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, though. We used to have fun. Penguin Pub. Let's talk a little bit about the Penguin Pub. Boy, that was a crazy place from what I remember. Yeah, I was always scared. <laughs> Jeez, I, was, I wonder why. I think I was 16 or 17 when I was going yeah, there. Yeah, we were. I was young. Yeah, I'm, I'm with a band. I've never seen some like, was, Yeah, Over Your Head was a band. Yeah. Matt Kresick was in it. Yeah, Gigi Allen played there. I know. Yeah, Gigi Allen, that was a classic. I think he, he that's did. On a, that's on Oh, I've, I've seen yeah, that. I've yeah, seen that at least ten times. Hated. Yeah, I've seen that plenty yeah. of times. Bobos. Yeah, because uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure on that documentary, uh, Danny Kay, who used to be the bouncer up there, I think is is, is on that uh, standing wow. by the stage. And I think Johnny Kennedy John from Kennedy the, was uh, from, the, there. from the Oaks was also another bouncer. Yeah, he there. definitely was. Yeah. I was in. Pickle was the band I was in. Favorite, um, action, favorite action hero was a three piece where I sang, play guitar, wrote all the songs. And then I was in a band that toured for a while called Gilman Terra's Party okay. Dream. That was that was my living for about four to five years. Oh, okay. So we we did coast to coast like twenty times. Was, wow, that's was, awesome, man. It was an interesting life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That those were some good times. And then you were talking about that was. I would hear a lot of stories. The old man's corner. That's me. I'm in the old man's corner. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, the Ramones, one of their very first gigs outside of New York City was there. And that's oh, when they man. met Stiv Bader's. I don't know if you know the story oh, about yeah. meeting yeah. Stiv. And he was uh, car surfing on a roof of a van naked down wow. 680. And he pulls up alongside of the uh, of the Ramones and they pull over and, you know, they they friended each other. And then, the, the you know, the legend is the Ramones went back to CBGB. They just said, "Hey, you guys got to play this place in Youngstown. It's really cool." And then after that, Television and Blondie and Talking Heads that uh, Gary was talking about a little bit. All those bands played here, That's and you know. And then as it went on, you know, Kiss and Judas Priest and Alice Cooper and Bob Seger and Journey and Pat Benatar, and it was kind of crazy. However, they ended up booking the bands or whatever their connection was, they would continue on. You would see somebody down. At, at the Tomorrow Club for like two bucks. You'd see Jer Rush played there five times. Could you believe that? Love <laughs> 21, awesome. they did they did 2112 down there for like a $6 ticket for people. Where you could just stand right in front of the stage and watch them. And so... How did... How, man, how they fit that drum kit in there. And that, he didn't have that big <laughs> one. <laughs> he was still, wow. he was still a little smaller. But so then they had... Uh, they had the whole thing, you know. I mean, it was like you would see these bands and you'd pay $2. And then it would be like five months later, they'd be on like either a Midnight Special or Don Kirshner's Rock Concert or something. Then the next thing you know, they're headlining Cleveland Stadium. It was just like boom, boom, boom. I, I don't know how they, they booked them and had such. Well, you know what I think the thing was back then, too, is what, what, what you don't have now, of course, you know, the whole touring to build an audience and stuff. You know, all these bands would play like 
Erie and Buffalo and Cleveland and Youngstown and Akron, and then to go all the way up to Detroit and then come back and do it again. And they would just keep playing these things and they would just build up a, yeah. an audience as they went. Yeah, Judas Priest played down there. ACDC, classic story. ACDC opened for Mink DeVille. And I would say any other time if Mink DeVille would have played there, people would have loved it. And so this band comes out and they only played like six songs and they just blew the place away. You know, it was just like, so, you know, then Mink DeVille comes out and he was having a hard time playing because people just kept chanting ACDC, ACDC. Yeah, having those uh, Marshall Stacks in your face live oh, you know, yeah, with those yeah. songs. Yeah, that oh. would be a thing. Oh, it was, it was just crazy. And they only played like six songs. Opening act, boom, 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 45 minutes off the stage. And at that point in time, you're looking at that and you're going, holy shit, man, what the hell was that? You know, and it, it, it just continued on. All these bands would just play their Kiss and the Tubes and uh, Devo. And, you know, yeah. it was just like, you know, and, and, and you were paying like three bucks a ticket, five bucks at the most. And, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah those were some good days. And then that's when after the Tomorrow Club, then the next generation come along. That's where the Cedars and stuff took over. And, uh, and like, you know, like B minors. And- yeah, B minors. There's one. I, I never I never caught them. I never caught them. I think I was too young. I've Slightly. Yeah. Oh, that's some crazy stuff. Remember Thin White Line? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a fun one. Yeah, Thin White Line was fun. Yeah, Ronald Colban. Yeah, there were some interesting. Oh, we could. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, I mean, I'll tell you what. We, we got to get Killjoy back up here. Yeah. Hey, you guys, hey, you know, hey, you might have to turn this into a regular thing, you know, Wednesday night rock talk or something, you know. It's like it. All this stuff shocks the memory a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, wow. I remember this. Oh, and I did remember what the, the split song was. Now, Figure Ground did Death of a Disco Dancer by the Smiths right into Dear Prudence by the Beatles. Oh, that has to be an interesting, awesome. interesting yeah, thing there. Yeah, that's like Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've just been following you guys and watching how you've just been growing and growing and growing. And, you know, you don't want to get too carried away and, you know, get get too far, get too far out. So tell us a little bit about the beer selection and stuff here, man. Tell us a little so bit about what you got. You're drinking the vanilla version of the Winter Warmer now? It is very good. Thank you. I mean, so the, the Winter Warmer without the vanilla is just a nice, um, uh, it's based on an English strong ale. So you just get like... Nice little roasty notes. Nothing too complex. Very uh, bold beer. You know, a little sweetness to it. Vanilla adds a little more, more sweetness. Yeah. I'm drinking the Honey Dark Lager. Um, you know, the, the German version, if you're on it, would be Schwarzbier. You know, just like yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, but we call it Dark Lager because, I don't know, it just explains what it is. Yeah, the dark right, lager. right. There's a little bit of honey in it, um, but it's not too sweet. Where we put it in, it, uh, most of that sweetness gets uh, fermented. Uh-huh. So what you're left with is the honey essence rather than the sweetness. You got like like stark lager. What else do we have on right now? We also have a little bit of our own. Oh yeah, our brand new Midwest IPA. That that's been an idea for a while, and we finally got to brew it and put it in 
pans uh-huh. just out on the market now. Um, just wanted something that's in between that that East New, you know, like the New England style, juicy, hazy. It's very floral and citrusy, and your um, your nice bitter, uh, bare bones West Coast style. Yeah, but, you know, quite as bitter, but not quite as juicy. Just really across the middle. That hopefully people enjoy. Oh, that's cool. So, how many uh, different beers do you have on tap at any one time? Uh, ours, we probably have like, yeah, eight to ten, and then we'll usually do a couple of guest taps. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, do you have some kind of a stout? Which are do you have a dark stout? Oh, we have my um, my dessert stout, the uh, the heart cannoli. Oh, okay. It has some chocolate, vanilla, orange, and something in it. Oh, um, I'm definitely gonna have to try one of those yeah. before I oh, leave. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? And that's a good idea because everybody, you know, the Christmas ale, Christmas ale. Yeah. So you go with the Christmas cookie. That was a good, uh, a good yeah. twist on that. I yeah, like that. Like that one. That was. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It does feel very young sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you live here. You understand that it. It feels like Youngstown. Well, you know what is I, I think is really cool to see young people like you guys. You know, starting businesses and have a vision and stuff for Youngstown and are, you know, have stuck around this town and are, are making a difference. And I, I think that's really cool. You know, oh, it's, uh, you know, that you get out here and you do it and you guys got such a great place here, man. And, uh, so, uh, what, what are your hours and, and what else you got coming up? Tell us what you got coming up and your hours. And right now we're, we're busy. I mean, right now I'm working on St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. I feel like that's where my head yeah. Right. I can't announce. Are we allowed to even announce anything? Well, we, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Imagine they falls on a Sunday. Let's make it the whole weekend. So we have stuff going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's going to be every Sunday for everyone. Family, family, have a nice. Irish. Oh, that's good. Relatively new to our Thursday nights is karaoke on this stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is such an awesome place. And now I know you guys also have uh, special events uh, from time to time: boxing, MMA. Uh, you, you had the uh, Polish festival down here not too long ago. Oh yeah, Happy Slava Days um, with Sibley yes. Slavic. Right, that was fantastic. That was yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to come down here for that one next time. You know, I'm Ukrainian here. I'm Ukrainian and Serbian and Croatian. 
Oh, of course. I was raised on polkas. First band I ever seen. I was four years old, and it was a polka band in Kirkusi Hall on South Avenue. Oh, my grandfather of, took me there. <laughs> one of my youngest, one of my youngest memories of, of my life. I can remember, I remember the whole thing so clearly. Me and my mom walked there. And I could remember the polka band playing, and I was right up in front. And I think I started crying because it was so loud, you know. Yeah. And you know what? I the, the other thing, that, and I'm talking about now, this goes back to like I'm four years old or something. I cannot remember what I had for lunch today. I can't remember what I got to do today. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And I come out there, and uh, it, you know, I I can remember the craziest thing was walking home in the dark. I'd never been out in the house walking in the dark. And I was amazed because you would walk a little bit and then it'd be a street light. And yeah. there'd be a little round circle there where the street light was. And I thought it was a big deal to jump in that circle. And then I'd walk down to the next one and I'd like stand there. And I could just remember how amazing that was to me. And like I say, I can't remember what I'm supposed to do when I leave here. Oh, I, I, can't <laughs> I can't remember where I parked my car. Did anybody see my keys? I don't remember any of that kind of <laughs> but I do remember my grandfather giving me things. sips of whiskey sours oh my gosh. at Kuzi when I was about that age, <laughs> yeah. four or five. Six. Oh, yeah. Whiskey yeah. sour, that definitely Whiskey sour. Like, yeah, a drink. <laughs> well, yeah, and then that one night I had whiskey sours. Yeah, I don't know if you want to mix beer and whiskey sours. Yeah, those are two that are. You know what? I I could have told you that. Yeah. That that's when you were just dabbling with beer. That's before you became an expert. You know, maybe just the whiskey and beer a little bit, but you add that sour mix to it, then you're really you're playing with fire. Oh, I think so. Oh, you know what else? You guys got uh, Penguin City beer in stores too. You can get it in cans all over the place. I think that's cool. Tell us about the the, the beer that you have in the stores. So we have you'd, you'd find Penguin City beer, which is our flagship golden ale. You know, it's a nice approachable beer, um, drinks like a lager, Pilsner kind of thing with a little bit of a, an English ale and, and German lager influence, you know, something with a little more body yeah. uh, to it, a little more flavor. Then we have our Penguin Light, which is like a nice craft version of a light American beer. Uh, and, and our Midwest IPA just came out. Um, Honey Dark Lagers just hit the shelves not too long ago. And... We have our, we have our six, yeah, exactly, sixteen out. That's that's our penguin light as well. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. And you know what? And, and that's one thing I think some people are a little afraid to try anything other than what you get. You know, now I I know like the the, the penguin city. That's a, if you're just like a casual beer drinker or you don't have a sophisticated palate like some of us. But uh, no, but you know what I'm saying? That give it a try, and, and, oh, and yeah. you know what? It has more flavor than somebody. Oh, here comes my sister. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't come on the show. You're not allowed. You're not allowed on the You're show. To shut it down. You're, You're coming here down. to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you're gonna get me one, what, what was that one I wanted? Oh, Chocolate holy cannoli. Holy cannoli. It's a, it's a nice, uh, nice milk. Holy cannoli. Nice dessert. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know what? If you buy me a drink, I'll put you on the show. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're a little far away. You could come and sit right in the chair. You don't want to be on? 
I'm not going to play the Mooney fight song. No, nobody here wants to hear the Mooney fight song. And I didn't know we were letting people in here with Steelers jerseys on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, there you go. You, at least you got your Ukrainian jersey on. I got to like you for that. The other guy with the Steelers jersey. Oh, I have to like you. Wait a minute. There's Nobody says I have to like you because we're family. I didn't see that written down anywhere. All right, so you're not you're not coming on? Well, you could jump in for just a minute if you want to say hi. Okay, there's my sister Lynn. We're going to get her on we're going to we'll get her on another day. Well, we'll talk about beer. Okay. Okay. All right. What time is it? Oh, it's almost nine o'clock already. Just about time for us to wrap things up. You want in real quick? You want to say hi or not? Okay. All right. Hey, this is a Cleveland Browns hat I'm wearing here, right here. This is, you know what? I, I added a lot to this place, you know, today just by wearing this hat. Just by wearing this hat. All right. I didn't know we were going to get into an argument with family members over the Browns and Steelers. <laughs> oh, I have a signed Ozark jersey. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get ready to wrap things up because I want to drink some more beer. I want to drink some more beer. So, uh, Richie Espea? Good to see. Hey, where did you get that name? How, where did that name come from? Oh, I mean, that's Okay. This will be the day that I Oh, that's a good mix. <laughs> well, as soon as you said Greek, you didn't have yeah, to say from Camel. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of Greeks. In, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know what, the, the my Greek buddy is Aspasia. Okay, my my buddy Basil, he's a comedian. He's going to be coming to town, and you know he's a, he's a Greek, and he even uh, he has been touring the world right now because he does a comedy show in Greek, and he is uh, phenomenal. When he comes to town, we'll get you down. We'll get him to stop down. That would be great. <laughs> well, listen, guys, thanks for having us down here. I really enjoy being here and, you know, continued success for you guys and, you know, uh, nothing but the best. And like I said earlier, it's good to see young people from the Youngstown area making something happen in this town. And what's your slogan? Of cities do. That's right, man. So thank you guys. And we'll have to come back and do one again. And I think we'll do another music show. We'll get Gary back up here. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I want to get my buddy. Um, uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Not the Viking, uh, right? Well, Vike was invited. Oh, Vike yeah, was yeah. invited. He he was a little too hammered, he said. He couldn't get oh, out of the house. Oh, yeah. I, He's playing it safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I mean, we get the bike down here and uh, I wanted to get John Gatta and some other people and, and just really have this like panel discussion and we could really uh, get into a great discussion. That'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. I don't know how fun it would be for anybody listening. Yeah, well, it doesn't, no, see, that's that's the thing about this podcast. You know, It's me just shooting stuff out there okay. and whoever sits down and away we go. Because, like, I'm sure some of the stuff that uh, 
that, that, that Killjoy was talking about, you know, some people right going, I don't even know what this guy's talking yeah. about, you know. It's fun to know, though. Yes, right? yes. There's yeah. a lot of fans that, that I don't know about. But but he, he, is such, he is such an encyclopedia, and that's why we got to get him back on. And I, I think if we build the show and let everybody know what we're going to do, the people that really want to hear that would be, love to be a part of it. All right, guys. Hey, Joe, you ready to wrap this thing up? All right. All right. Hey, Justin Coffin, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And I will be back even just to have a beer or uh, to do another show. All right, man. Boy, what a fun time here this afternoon, this evening. It's Penguin City Beer. Come on down and show this place some love. Show this place some support. It's an awesome place. It looks great. And uh, we just had an awesome time down here today. And... uh, I got to thank uh, Gary Angelo, as also known as Dr. Damien Killjoy, and you know um, uh, Rick and Espea. They they know him from you know Penguin Pub and stuff. And if we could uh, next time, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a uh, a big Cedars powwow. Look at my little sister, my favorite little Whoa. sister. She she did she's not always my favorite little sister, but she's given me a beer. Thank you. Thank you. Now you might move up. You might move up just a little bit. Oh, I gotta try the. I gotta try the holy the cannoli. Taste thing. Get the holy cannoli, and you know you see it live, live on air. He's got some anxiety. I don't know. Well, that is good. Boom! Look at that. That is good. <laughs> I, I had that. I had the the, the, the winter warmer. Yeah, I just had winter warmer is my favorite. That is really good. Hundred percent. You know what I need with that? I need a shot of vanilla crown, and then a shot, of, and then rinse it rinse it down with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to mix this with a whiskey sour. I will tell you that much. I will not mix this with a whiskey sour. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. All right, man. What a great Dude, time that we was had awesome. down here. And uh, well, I tell you what, just uh, seeing Gary and uh, and talking to uh, the, the the people down here. This is an awesome place. Come on down and check it out. Good people. And uh, we will definitely be back because uh, we got to get Killjoy and uh, some of these other folks on here because they all know the same bands and they were all part of that same scene. Cedars and this is like Youngstown Studio East. We'll have to do a bunch of shows from here. Yeah, yeah. And if we can, you know. I, I'm sure some people were sitting there going, what are some of these bands that Bill Joy's talking about? But the guy's an encyclopedia. He's an encyclopedia. And we'll team him up with the right guest, and boy, we'll, we'll just take off on that. Do you think we can get Viking Jim back on the show? Uh, yeah. You think he's yeah, due? Yeah. We'll, we'll get him back on. We'll get him back on. So anyways, that's all I think I got. Next week, we got our hunting and fishing extravaganza. Uh, we got Tyler Woke. We got Destin Demarion. We got Sammy Capelli, national walleye champion. Uh, we got Captain John Gribble from DB Charters on Lake Erie. We got Rick Henniger from Fish and Field Report. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to talk so much fishing. You know, it's, uh, but it's going to be good because the outdoor show is coming up at the Canfield Fairgrounds the first weekend in February. And somebody there is going to get a chance to win a fishing charter hosted by yours truly. With you. Yes. Yes. Nice. And we will catch fish. We will catch fish. 
and we'll cook them up and we'll have a good time, man. All right, Joe, so thank you. Great time. I'm going to continue to enjoy my holy cannoli stout here at Penguin City, and we'll see you next uh, Monday for our hunting and fishing extravaganza. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.